0: Welcome to The Read Along,
1: a mini book club for your ears.
0: I'm your host Scott.
1: I'm your other host, Anita.
0: And join us on a journey through a good book, one, one chapter, chapter at, at a time. time. Do you like talking about movies? do you like talking about mediocre movies do you like talking about how you could have fixed mediocre movies well I certainly do and you can listen to me Scotty Bourgeois along with my co-hosts Greg Beaver and Liam Kreswick as we give our notes and I have some notes you can follow it now on your podcatcher of choice or support it by visiting patreon.com slash I have some notes our first recording in our new place.
1: (laughs) Our luxurious new basement studio, about the same amount of luxury as our last basement studio. (laughs) A little
0: more sizable, I would say. A little. Yeah. Uh, We might even be able to convert part of it into like a proper like soundproofed podcasting sort of space, but we're not there yet. We just moved in.
1: Goodness no. There are boxes everywhere.
0: Yeah. We haven't quite sorted out like all the rooms yet. We're, (laughs) We're still working on that. Moving. Woo! Yeah, but, uh, and I posted this on a couple of our socials as well. Our new house has an actual accusing parlor. Yeah. And uh, we've moved the read along shelf of honor into there.
1: Yeah. It's very nice and very well lit.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can check out like Instagram or, or Twitter, the former Twitter. It'll be on there. Yeah. Good times. Anyway, that's where we're at. We did make a big move, but we also found some time to read a chapter. We sure did. Yeah, because one chapter a week, easy. Yeah, super easy. Super easy, and then we get a nice discussion about it, reiterating the premise of the show halfway through a book, halfway through <laughs> our thirteenth book. There you go.
1: <sighs> Adulting, good times.
0: Indeed. Uh, but with that said, I guess we'll we'll do a brief recap of our previous chapter, which would have been chapter twenty-one, in which uh, we spent a little bit of time with two separate. Investigations.
1: Yeah, one official, one not so much.
0: Yeah, as Billy McLaughlin begins looking into Anita Moody, and DCI Strong begins to think that maybe Humphrey's theory about a spy on the Queen's staff isn't really holding water anymore. Gasp! Yeah, (laughs) and uh, that leads us into Chapter Twenty Two with with a couple cliffhangers. Actually, leads us into Chapter Twenty Two of *The Winds Are Not* by S.J. Bennett. So this was a bit of a longer chapter and we catch up with a lot of stuff but i didn't feel like we gained much more in the way of clues
1: no this this chapter felt like more of a reset before we dive into like what's coming yeah you know? this
0: this kind of feels almost like the end of act 2 Yeah, Like we're moving into Act 3.
1: Yeah, that's a good way of putting it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not to say we don't gain any more information.
1: Oh, no, we do. But
0: nothing that really makes the mystery kind of come together yet.
1: Yeah, nothing that caused me to have an aha moment.
0: No. We catch up with like several of our, I'm going to call them quote unquote main characters. Um, We start with the queen. Yes. Our detinctive. (laughs)
1: Her Majesty the Detective.
0: Who isn't even thinking about the case this chapter. She's got bogged down in a bunch of official queening that needs to be done. Uh, They're out of the birthday celebration and the state visit, and now all of a sudden there's a horse show.
1: Yeah, and the queen is being bombarded with little details, right? Things that need her approval, I guess. Like, Like suddenly people really, really care about the lighting. Yeah. And in the back of my mind, I'm going, why... Why does the Queen need to care about that? Meh. She has people,
0: yeah, but it's for that it's her household, so she probably has to like be the one to sign off on it. fair enough, yeah um and then there's also like the family coming in, but because there's also some like foreign royals who are arriving, they might have to change around who's in whose bedroom and that also requires her approval, she just her mind is so busy with stuff she can't focus on the case. Right yeah, now. which kind of sucks. For, like, a week. Like, time passes yeah, here. Yeah,
1: days. Yeah. Like, they're almost ready to leave Windsor. Uh,
0: amidst all this, though, the Queen does receive some very bad news.
1: Yeah. that
0: This is the bad news that was alluded to last chapter. Apparently, Sandy Robertson nearly overdosed on something. Yeah, And it doesn't read like this was a suspicious attack on him. This really does read as an older man whose life is falling apart because... The noose is closing in, and he's not guilty, and he doesn't see an escape from it, and he made a poor choice.
1: Yeah, that which is awful. Yeah, it, it's awful, and I hate it. My knee jerk reaction was, "Oh my God, Sandy's been attacked! Like our murderer is going after him too." But when you really sit with it for just a second, you're like, "No, no, it's actually way more depressing than that. Like this murder has not been solved. He, his name has not been cleared." And he's hit a low point, and that sucks.
0: Yeah, he's basically, he's at rock bottom. And he I think he was looking for an out.
1: Yeah. And the Queen, in official presences, takes the news as, you know, dignified as she can. And then Sir Simon gives her a moment alone to process and show emotion, as royals are not meant to do in anybody's company. And she just gets right pissed off.
0: Yeah, and not at Sandy. No. 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 At the people who are going after him. Yes. She's Um,
1: just livid for a moment. And it's... On the one hand, it shows that she's a perfectly human person. And on the other hand, she needs to... Like, you can tell it bothers her because she hasn't solved this yet.
0: Yeah. Like, this, this snaps her mind back to the important business at hand, which is not the royal business. No. And... Here's the really tragic part: is that you just know that the people who are conducting this witch hunt against Sandy are going to see this as proof that he's proof of guilt. Yeah, proof of guilt. He was trying to he was trying to take the easy way out.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which I, I hate it.
0: That's how they would spin it. Certainly. Of course, of course, yeah. that's
1: how they would spin it. But because we're the readers with the inside information, I hate it. Yeah, it's
0: awful. Meantime, we switch from upstairs to downstairs. Yes, where the staff is not in a good way. No. Stress is very high at the moment. And the news about what's gone on with Sandy Robertson has obviously begun to... Spread. Spread. Yes. And this is something that was alluded to earlier by the Queen. She recognizes that Windsor Castle, her her household, as it were, is a community Mm -hmm. with her at the center of it. And these are a lot of people, Rosie included, Sir Simon included, who make a lot of personal sacrifices catering to her and her family. Yeah. It's a prestigious role. They're happy to do it. But there's a sort of reciprocation that's expected. And at the moment, it doesn't seem like that's happening.
1: Right. Because there's a witch hunt going on. Yeah. Right? And so this wonderful community they have, though, sits in a very delicate balance. Yeah. Right. So it's awesome when it's balanced, but this is throwing it off.
0: Yeah. like Right?
1: And people are upset and stressed, and you can tell because it's showing.
0: Like, the underbutler, for example, I-, I liked this part. Prince Andrew raises his voice to her at one point because she was in the way moving a chair. And she's like, well, maybe it's time to go find another job. Right? Like, her knee-jerk reaction is, I don't like this job anymore. Yeah, whereas is whereas she even thinks like a month ago it wouldn't have bothered her. She would have just been like, oh, no problem. But now it's, it's legitimately a problem.
1: To be fair, a month ago she might not have been yelled at.
0: It's true. But it just it shows that the foundation of this kind of community within this household is crumbling because of this investigation mm-hmm. that's pointed in the wrong direction.
1: <laughs> is it wrong that by the end of this I would really like Humphreys to get his comeuppance?
0: He probably won't.
1: I would like him to, though.
0: I, I would also like for the Queen to maybe plant a little bug in someone's ear that results in him being reassigned to Antarctica. <laughs> a wonderful promotion to the most remote corner of the Earth.
1: Like, he's not the villain of the piece, but he is he is the one wrecking things? Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: He's, he's not the villain, but he is an antagonist.
1: Yes, thank you. That's a very <laughs> good way of putting it.
0: Yes. And that's kind of what's going on there, and we, we do catch up a little bit with Rosie.
1: A little bit. Rosie's also stressed out.
0: Unlike the Queen, who's been absolutely bogged down with minutia for the past few weeks, Rosie hasn't been, and she actually has been focused on the investigation, but she can't make heads or tails of it. There's no. too many pieces missing. She can't see the picture, and it's bothering her. She's invested now. She wants to solve the case. Yeah,
1: Like, she, she goes for a run to try and clear her head so she can think things through, and she still can't... Make the connections. Yeah. Right? So that's frustrating for her. You can tell.
0: And then we finally end up with Billy McLaughlin. Yeah. The unofficial. Spent a lot of time with him. Yes. The unofficial investigation. Now, he's been doing a lot of legwork on Anita Moody. Yes. He's hit kind of pay dirt on her. And we learn a little bit more about her lifestyle, and we also learn a little bit about how Billy's been going around getting information about her. Oh, he's
1: smart and I like him.
0: Yeah, like every different person he's spoken to, he's posed as a different like oh I'm an old teacher oh I'm a family friend oh he was a reporter he's very slick he's not giving the same story twice so that if the police start asking questions about who is also asking questions yeah no one can give a straight answer
1: exactly and it'll never be the same person twice so it's obviously not one guy traveling around right
0: yeah he's a pretty good private investigator actually I like him what he's beginning to piece together is that Anita was living, let's say, above her means. She was a probably, s- yeah, she was a singer. Um, she had graduated with a music degree, she was traveling to different places, ostensibly to sing. But a lot of her peers, especially people who were friends with her when she was in school, yeah, who kept in touch with her, quite close to her, noticed that she started to spend a lot of money. She started to live a more lavish lifestyle, mm-hmm. kind of out of the blue with no real explanation. And it didn't seem to quite add up with the gigs that she was doing. Right. And so one of her friends actually kind of suggests to Billy that she kind of thought that maybe Anita had become an escort.
1: <laughs> but yeah. She was the only one to bring it forward. But yeah. but it was enough that Billy was like, aha, okay, okay. So now he's doing what a good investigator should do, I think. He's going to follow the money.
0: Yeah, basically. Because the only thing this friend could consider that would allow Anita to continue to live this lavish lifestyle will not, again, seemingly having any other line of work other than I do singing. Yeah. Is like she must have been doing something on the side. She's,
1: she's getting funding from somewhere.
0: And so I just assumed that she was doing sex work. <laughs> Which, no judgment. Well, no. Sex work is work.
1: No, but like, she was an escort, or she had a sugar daddy, or, you know. Something. She a, was. A patron of some kind. Yeah, she
0: was definitely getting money from mm-hmm. somewhere, and it wasn't from her job, or at least her job on paper.
1: Right. So, hold on. I'm going to correct us from earlier. It's not that she was living above her means, it's that suddenly. She had way more means than she probably
0: should have. Well, she had way more means than seemed apparent. And she wasn't being forthcoming about where that money was coming from. Right. And that is suspicious.
1: Just a little.
0: Yeah. So let's tie this together a little bit. Because we've already posited that maybe Dr. Rachel Stiles, quote unquote, was in fact Anita Moody in disguise, living another life. Not necessarily permanently permanently. But she was posing as this person for some reason. Right. Could Anita Moody have been a spy?
1: I mean, it's possible. She's
0: traveling to all these foreign locations. Mm-hmm. She's getting money from somewhere that's yeah. allowing her to live a much more lavish lifestyle. Could she have been engaged in espionage?
1: Well, maybe. That does kind of fall apart for me, though, when we talk about her lavish lifestyle. Right? She wasn't flaunting her wealth, but she was displaying it, mm-hmm. which draws attention to oneself, which spies normally do not do. Uh, well, yes and no. Unless someone is trying to insert her into high society?
0: I'm thinking that might be the case. Because okay. she okay. suddenly, it's mentioned that like she was basically an Instagram influencer. Because that's where... McLaughlin first yeah. cottoned on to something that was going that on. That was his dirt. was when because he found her Instagram feed. she's going to all these foreign locations. She's going to all these lavish parties. It mentions at one point like she's very comfortable in ball gowns all of a sudden. She's rubbing shoulders with high society, mm-hmm. which means she's placed to get information. That's true. That she could be selling to someone.
1: Ooh, that's also true.
0: And that is a spy. <laughs> yeah, Okay. You don't have to be James Bond to be a spy. You just have to be in a place to gain privileged information Mm -hmm. and then pass it on to another party.
1: Oh, we could go off on a crazy tangent about famous lady spies in history who just blended in, rubbed shoulders with the right people, and got a whole bunch of info.
0: Yeah. So it is still not impossible that Anita was inserted into this meeting at Windsor Castle as Dr. Rachel Stiles. Yes, yes. Now does that mean that there was a real Dr. Rachel Styles that Anita was impersonating? Does it mean that Anita is Dr. Rachel Styles and always has been? Oh. Hard to say. Don't know. But it is plausible that Anita was the Dr. Rachel Styles the, the queen encountered in Windsor Castle. Right. That Brodsky allegedly encountered in Windsor Castle. Right. And if Brodsky and we touched on this last time. Yes, but now we're th- things are starting to coalesce. They're crystallizing a bit. If Brodsky recognized his old friend Anita, who ran in circles with him, who might even be his ex girlfriend, we don't know for sure. We don't know. He would absolutely recognize her. Yes, he'd he would. recognize that something was up, and he knows that she's been living a high lifestyle. He might have put two and two together and realized she shouldn't be there, and she's getting money from someone. I might be able to get some money from her.
1: You know what? It might not even be as far as uh, that kind of blackmail. It might just be, like, she was made. Yeah. It might have just been she was made and he had
0: to go. Money is one of the top motives for murder. It's true. And if Brodsky was trying to hit her up for money or had just made her, that could potentially ruin her payday. Yep. That would alone be motive for her to kill him. Yep. And if she's become as good a spy as it certainly seems she might have, then Anita Moody and Dr. Rachel Stiles might both be quote-unquote dead, but she might still be alive.
1: Oh, that's true.
0: She might have gone to ground, basically, is what I'm saying. Yeah,
1: she might have dropped the aliases and...
0: And disappeared. And disappeared. And gone into the wind.
1: Oh, I didn't think of that. That's smart.
0: Or she might be dead. She, she might, might have. Dead. She might have killed Brodsky, reported to her handler what had happened, and been offed herself.
1: Yeah, maybe. Been cleaned up, as it were.
0: Yeah. Ooh. Hard to say. The story got dark. <laughs> but the point is that there's a plausible story that's crystallizing. here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The clues are starting to come together a little bit. Maybe. This could be very irresponsible.
1: As we usually are.
0: But you know what? We're in a new house with an actual accusing parlor. And I'm <laughs> kicking in the door right now. I've gathered you all here in the accusing parlor. <laughs> jacuzze. The jacuzze? Anita Moody. of
1: murder of Of murder
0: of the murder of maxim Brodsky i think anita moody was in the castle that night posing as dr rachel styles and she got made by maxim Brodsky and murdered him in cold blood
1: Mm. we just spent 15 minutes talking about it so yeah like absolutely plausible no
0: i am i am i'm going on record (laughs) this is an an official accusation at this point
1: no i can't i can't refute it yeah i take it back the only possible refutation I have is that neither the Queen nor Rosie recognized Anita as Rachel
0: I agree with you that that is a hole in the theory yes uh, okay. and a, and a good one it's one that I previously brought up as well but having thought about it a little bit there's a couple things that actually tip it in in the favor of this theory okay number one the official photo of Dr. Rachel Styles that the Queen was looking at she, Mentioned, I don't think this is the woman I saw. I'm not a hundred percent. Something about the picture seemed off. okay. Rosie never saw the original Dr. Rachel Styles. If she was looking at this like stock image from the security pass and a picture of Anita Moody, she might not make that connection. okay And if the Queen weeks later was looking at a picture of Anita Moody, she might also not recognize her as Dr. Rachel Styles because she had changed her hair and she did look different than the official photo. that's true. So it's it's possible that it didn't make that connection in that moment. That's fair. So it's still plausible that it's the same woman. Mm-hmm. But this theory would also posit that, A, there was a Dr. Rachel Stiles who Anita Moody is posing as. Correct. And, B, that the body that was identified in the morgue as having DNA matching the hair is Anita Moody's body.
1: Okay. So then...
0: So the DNA matches, but it's not Dr. Rachel Stiles.
1: Right. So, Anita Moody is actually dead, and we don't know if Rachel Styles is a real person or not. Indeed. Okay. This is complicated and kind of dark at this
0: point. Yeah. Or, Anita Moody is still alive. Dr. Rachel Stiles was bumped off weeks ago, so that Anita could pose as her, and the body in the morgue is Dr. Rachel Stiles' body.
1: That is... Yeah. That tracks, too. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I don't know. We'll see if we're right. Yeah. Because this is where the chapter ends. Right? It is. Yeah. So...
0: Have yeah. we solved the mystery? I don't know. Uh we might have Probably not, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. And I mean there's still we don't know 100% a motive. We don't necessarily know like the full timeline of events from the night.
1: Yeah, there's a good third of the book left.
0: Yeah, like why was Brodsky in the garden where he shouldn't have been, for right? example. Right, exactly. Yeah. We haven't like, answered that at all. There's there's still unanswered questions. So, we'll have to wait and see.
1: Yeah, we'll see. It's going to get good. I can feel like it's about to get really good.
0: Yeah, we we, uh, discussed this one enough, I feel. We'll we'll wrap it up here. 100%. Yeah, so you'll want to read up on Chapter 23 in time for next week. And, of course, in the meantime, you can give us a little rating and a review on your podcatcher of choice, because that helps us out.
1: Mm -hmm. And we really appreciate
0: it. We sure do. We can also be reached via social media.
1: Absolutely. We are on X, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Goodreads. We are at the readalong on most of those, so you can find us like that.
0: Indeed, you can also send us an email. Absolutely. Please do,
1: in fact. We are thereadalong at gmail.com.
0: And with that said, as always, we love you very much, and we'll see you next time.
1: More Queenie things!
0: Thank you for joining us on The Read-Along with your hosts, Anita and Scott Bourgeois. All Read-Along music is by Kevin MacLeod at Incompetech.com. Cover art is by Aaron Beaver. Be sure to join us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Read-Along, and check out our group on Goodreads.com.